All right, killing them softly. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, killing them softly is what we watched today on this episode of Dragon Ball Z. Goku talks a lot. You're Goku. Talk. If I'm Goku, who would you be? Vegeta. Vegeta. <laughs> Alright, quick answer. Always in your shadow. Because you have such a large... <laughs> <laughs> All these jokes. Um, hey, did you like this movie, Killing Them Softly? Where can people find it? They can find it on Netflix. And uh, what's your broad strokes review? No spoilers or anything. We'll get into it as, as it goes on. We'll give you a fair warning. But um, overall, I think we both really liked it. It's funny we as we you can find it on Netflix it's on there it's a 20 it's a 2012 movie and so it's like a little bit older I thought it was older than that because it takes place in like 2008 yeah you got Obama ads and Obama versus McCain and then Bush is on this he's he's never shown or anything but he's his voice on the radio on the addresses I guess yeah his address for uh post 9-11 stuff, right? Post-9-11 stuff, and then the economic uh, oh, yeah, problems yeah. that they had in the 2006-2007. Delayed um, to the gre- great millennial recession. Yep. It didn't hit millennials that much. Well, it was just during their lifetime. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, all of us remember it. The first then, one of their lifetime. Many more to come. Yeah. Yeah, definitely heading towards one now. Well, it's they're cyclical. We'll get one now. We'll get one in another 10 years and 10 years after that. Yeah. Um, but overall, this this was like a – we had both actually seen it before. Like I know I've seen it I didn't one recognize time. it on title. That's uh, – it, It's not a title that stands out, Killing Them Softly. It's it's a soft title. What does that mean? Like Nobody knows. Oh, that's the Brad Pitt is a hitman movie. Like nobody thinks no. that. Oh, yeah, no one thinks that. I was going to say, most people think of Killing Them Softly, you think of the lyrics of the song, Killing Me Softly. Yeah. By. I won't know. Christina Aguilera? Nope. Andy. I don't remember. Yeah. Do you Killing me softly. Do you know who it was directed by? Words. No. I have these extensive notes. I forgot to write the director. Let's let's give him a shot. I'm out. just kidding. Yeah, you got it. Andrew Dominic. Andrew Dominic. Written and directed. I love a written and directed. A uh, written and directed. You love one. Once you if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? You can't marry a concept. I beg to defer. I'm married <laughs> to myself and I'm a concept. Um I I really like this movie. Um, I I liked I liked the character development. It's sort of confusing in the beginning because they get they give you a lot of characters, and our our main character is Brad Pitt is shown hardly at all in the first would you say thirty minutes or so, which is strange. Yeah. Because I already kind of like meta watching this movie. I know that they have Brad Pitt. He's on the front cover. I know I've seen it before. I know it follows his story. But when you're watching it, you're being sh- you're being set up with a situation that he- then they bring him in and he has to fix it. So he's kind of a fixer for the mob. 
but on the face of it, that doesn't sound that interesting. It's how they developed and got I think to the point. Fixers are some of the most pe- interesting people. You're in right. The world. You're right. Like Pulp Fiction, they they brought in the Wolf. Is that his name? Harvey Keitel. It's I like remember. I think fast, I talk fast. You listen to me, we'll get yourselves out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I would right. say Fixers was... are more fun than like the mob boss or the little gangsters or lieutenants or whatever. They all have like jobs that they have to do. Whereas a fixer kind of comes in and is like. All right, what's going on here? Let me apply my critical thinking and smooth this over for whoever I'm working for. You yeah. Know, mob boss, rival gang, yeah. personal reasons. And it's fun to learn the dynamics. Like who reports to who, like, because kind of towards the beginning of the movie, um, and we recommend that you watch this movie before you watch our video on it, but... Um, but that's you not exclusive. It's not exclusive. If you don't want to watch the movie. You if you've can already watch seen us. it, or if you don't care, we'll we'll guide you through it, and we recommend you watch it because we tend to only talk about really pretty good movies on this channel, stuff that we like. Generally, yeah. If we have bad stuff, we'll we'll say it, but it's not often. And we've been hitting a string of awesome movies lately. We got Looper. We got Inception. We got. Um, I was gonna do the soundboard, but I won't do it. Yeah, I'm gonna strain myself. Yeah, but um, so the beginning of the movie, it's like these this one guy makes a plan and he tells a backstory about the local economy. The crime economy is based on a, a set of, of card games that happen like a weekly card game. And there's a lot of cash going around these tables. So this guy has this bright idea to, they tell a backstory of this one gangster who like kind of runs it. Um, this guy stuck his own place up. Like, he runs the games that happen, and he hired Hitman to come in and steal the money so that, and then later on, everyone likes him, and he's all drinking with his buddies. Tells everybody, I did that. So everyone's, like, they let it go, but it sets this thing up of who can you trust and this one character that we're going to go rob his place, and the mob's going to think that he's robbing himself again. And, uh... They see an opportunity and they they exploit it. And the reason they exploit it is because this is 2008. We're heading towards a financial crisis. No one has money. No one's got money. Let's steal from the local game. And the problem with that is, you know, this occurs. You take money and trust out of the local economy, then all crime shuts down. Then the mob bosses can't make the money that, you know, selling arms, drugs, um, hookers, hookers, whatever, like all just underground stuff, right? Because there's no cash available because people aren't nervous about cash extra- uh, exchanges. And there's some level of we can see who the executives are. We can see who the hitmen are, the, the fixers who come in and fix the problems. And then we can see the low-level guys. And there's an analogy to be made about what happens in Wall Street with the guys at the up top making the decisions, the guys at the bottom exploiting without knowing the effects that they're going to have on the entire economic system. They're not taking things in their perspective. I loved that you've got many layers of of problem solving and guys trying to fix their own issues with their own motivations, not realizing that it has other effects. And I like that dynamic. And the way people communicate, they would like use like a lot of strong language and a lot of like, but they're trying to communicate to each other on a business level, 
they're trying to make deals or they're trying to motivate people to do do things like get on the ground or I need to need you to tell me the truth and they're trying to use intimidation tactics some of which work some of which don't to get what they want and the same shit happens in Washington the same shit happens in New York City just Wherever people have suits on yeah and they go to different language they go to banquets or they go to dinners they go to balls or they go to like nice you know fancy but it's the same it's much more nuanced in that sense it's the same in, dirty in shit scenes. happening yeah yeah so do you, do you have any thoughts on anything i i think i gave a good overview of what the movie nope no all right yeah this is actually the wrong page these are my notes for this cool another four lines awesome i'm just kidding yeah what what do you want to talk about anything uh the movie hopefully which other movie no, no, this movie. I didn't watch another movie. Um, I just have some basic facts Facts here. Yeah. Brad Pitt, Ben Mendelsohn, James Gandolfini, Ray Liotta, Richard Jenkins, Scoot McNary. It's one of these. Scoot and uh, Ben have been coming up recently. Obviously, this is 2012. And then soon after that, Scoot did something. Uh, burn so after. S- Scoot. And Ben Mendelsohn were both the the low level criminals that stuck up the the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm yeah. Get myself. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's the first two. Some of the first two characters we see on screen. You you almost think that they're going to be our main characters that we're right. sticking with. Right. And that changes pretty fast. Yeah. So their names are Frankie and Russell, and so they're meeting on the curb or whatever. And so these are the first two guys you see. But interestingly enough, like their careers didn't really start with this movie, but. You know, I wouldn't have recognized them back then. Now they're very iconic. Like yes. Ben Mendelsohn has been in The Outsider. The Outsider. He's in Star Wars. He's in um, another shitty. <laughs> I didn't like the show, but looking back, I can see why he was very well known for that for that piece. And then Scoot McNary. What? Which? What was the show? I don't remember what it's okay. called. Okay. Was it on like Netflix or anything? It's on Netflix. Um. He's like, he's in the Keys and he's got a family who's got like a. I like him. Did you know he was Australian? Yeah, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. So he plays an Australian in this uh, in this movie, and I was like, wow, he's got a really good accent. Turns out he's Australian. His American accent is actually the really good one, which I didn't notice watching all the stuff I've all seen. All the him stuff in. that you've seen, and yeah. that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like I always like that, dude. People that. People that are in England and Australia that come over and do an American accent and do it very convincingly, I have respect for them. It's like, you know. Not the girl from Game of Thrones. What's her name? Um, Tall redhead. She's married to the singer. Yikes. Jonas. She's married to a Jonas brother? Nick, yeah, she's married to a Jonas brother. Sorry. Uh, that's Phoenix, right? Dark Phoenix? Yeah, Dark remember? Phoenix. Well, in that movie, her American accent is. Sophia something? Sophia. Oh, yeah. You're on it. Sophia Little? Sophia Long? Sophia, she's a babe though. She's cute. She's cute. Sophia Vargas? No. Nope. It's a Mexican big boob tit woman. Is she Mexican? I thought she was like Colombian. I think she's Colombian. That's racist. That's racist. We just like her. Um, and then it also has Trevor Long, and people recognize Trevor Long from Ozark. He plays Kate. He's in this movie too. Okay, so cool. Scrambling around in the cast, noticed some good. Uh, names. Good cast in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is Richard Jenkins. Who's that? Uh, he's the driver. 
or the messenger, I guess. The messenger. Could you describe that character more? Uh, he's the guy that Brad Pitt's talking to in the car all the whole time. Oh, okay, yeah. So he plays like a city council. Yeah, like a like um. His credits are literally driver, like not the driver or not driver with a last name. It's driver. He was, was a mysterious like, character. Well, no, you a know, bit. you know what he is. You know, he's the messenger for the boardroom and being like, "All right, I'm the go between. I'm just a middleman between." He talks between the city, a killer, and the mob bosses. Yes. Yeah, or the financial. Do you part think that's of real? The mob bosses. That there's a middleman. Yeah. Do you think the mob is as organized as? Oh yeah. What we see in they this kind of be. movie. All the progress of the past Orlando has 80 a... years of crime fighting and drug blah, 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 and all the Did... stuff that we've done in order to keep mobs and gang and violence and all that shit off the streets, they've figured out a way to be like, oh, yeah, we can still uh, you exist. Think you think that's present in every city? Yeah. Like ours? Yeah. In Orlando, we have mob bosses that... I mean, they're not as big and no. high profile, and they're not as... But you're saying there's got to be. There's someone, there's someone who reports I like that we to their boss though. as the Orlando mob boss. <laughs> I, I guess so. I they got to get, I mean, it's, it, it, it's definitely the business is there. We got to, the demand's there. We got to get drugs to people. <laughs> we got to launder the money. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be infrastructure to do all those things if you want to do it right. And if, and if one of those people gets whacked or gets arrested or something, there's, there's a void and you got to fill in. Right. And. I love stories like that. I just love everything about, I like, because I'm really interested in my business. And this is business, but the black market. The dark side. And you have different rules. And it's not no rules. It's different rules. And Brad Pitt actually talks about that with the driver. Like, there's ways of doing this. Like, you got to bring cer certain people in, talk to them a certain way. There's a sense of honor among thieves. Yeah. You kill them. You don't just beat them up. That's not going to send a message. Then everyone else on the street is going to think that they can rob a place too. Like, no, that's how the the mob. And he, he the mob is very black and white of like the perception of if you did it matters because everyone thinks that um, the guy rigged his own game. Mickey. Mickey Trapman. Nope. No, Marky. Sorry, Marky. Mark Marky Trapman. Yeah, the guy who, if you've seen the movie, you'll know who we're talking about. Uh, who set Ray, up his own... Ray, Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Ray, Ray Liotta. Yeah, the guy who played in Goodfellas. I'm going to name kid. my daughter that. Ray Liotta. Hey, One word. It's not a bad name. He's an old enough actor that it's... She'll be, <laughs> he'll be dead before. Yeah, or he'll be like... Um, I also wrote here, Andrew Dominic also has Chopper. Never heard of it. Never seen it. He has The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford in 07. So that was directed... Are you talking about the director? Yeah. So he yeah he made that movie, yeah. and that movie was good. I haven't seen that one. The Assassination of Jesse James? Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh, well, how haven't I seen this either? But I think in that time, I wasn't really paying attention to too many movies. So. That one in 310 to Yuma. I've seen that one. That one's good. Good. Good, good. And then... Uh, since he's done this in 2012, he's done one more time with feeling. It's kind of like a drama documentary about, um, or it's a movie about some sort of artist and his struggle. Okay. Didn't look interesting okay. to me, but I'll probably check it out in the next 20 or 40 years. He's, so check he's back a good later. Director and yeah. he's he's wrote a, ra a good movie. Although I do think this movie, Killing Him Softly, got went under the radar. I don't oh, yeah. think 
people most people didn't like it in theaters. So that's, I was looking up YouTube that. reviews. The last one is like from 2012. Some yeah. guy went on his screen talked about it for six minutes. It's like, I guess this movie. Yeah, Netflix we're trying to bring awareness. Like snatched up for a cheap price, cheap price, and now everyone's like, oh, it's not that bad. But, but some I don't people think still people hate it. Going through Netflix are necessarily clicking on this one to watch it, but they might. They're narrowing down the options they have left. There's 10 days in. We got. We're all quarantined. In. We're we're not watching everything. Yeah, and uh, his next movie can out, coming out is Blonde. Okay. Starring. I don't know. Is it Charlie's? Anna de Armas. <gasps> is she your favorite? favorite? Your favorite? It's not my favorite. It's your favorite. She's, you were raving about her on the other episode. Yeah, she's my favorite. Sorry, Jolie. Not to bring it back around, but yeah, you got to stop going so hard into these chicks, dude. You're gonna live to regret some of the words you say. No. It's phrasing. You're you're allowed to call other women um pretty uh cinematography which i enjoyed in this movie like there's a really cool scene yeah. with the uh the actual hit that we can get to spoiler territory brad pitt pulls on a character yeah, yeah. he pretty much pulls up to the car shoots and you see it go into slow motion of bullets coming so breaking could, through glass could you tell blah, blah. me why or tell us why uh brad pitt likes to kill him softly why the movie is called that? Can I tell people why? Yeah, tell Should me I? why. Yeah. So the term "killing them softly" means pretty much that you kill them and they're not really like aware or hypertense or shitting themselves or begging for mercy or or crying or all the bad things. And there are various ways that you can beg for your life or say the seven prayers to heaven while your gun is in your face, but brad pitt doesn't hurt he doesn't like that energy jackie doesn't like to do his hitman job in that style so uh he likes to jerk him around a little bit play a little game like hey come on do this thing with me it'll help it'll get you out of trouble and then they're like all right cool and then they finish the job and bang right in the back of your head so that you're unaware kind of a little bit more peaceful a little in bit a weird more respect way, he's kind of that. a good guy for doing that yeah. in my mind i was like oh that's kind of a decent like he knows this guy's got to get whacked he's got to get killed but he's going to do it in such a way that the guy doesn't even know. I would so much rather be getting in a car with James Bond, going on this hill, passenger seat, towards the ocean. There's a huge drop-off cliff. And get ejected and not know that I'm going to be ejected versus him just putting me up against the wall and being like, five, four, three, two, one, bang. No anticipation. Yep. No. Let it be a surprise. I like yeah. surprises. Kill me softly. Um. So, yeah, that's that's that and then the cinematographer is greg frazier uh he hasn't done any big things vice bright zero dark 30 but he did Foxcatcher, which we both enjoyed and then he's working on dune and the batman so that's why cool i didn't i wasn't supposed to mention that but whatever um maybe we'll talk about it later yeah yeah maybe it'll come up it they spent 15 mil on this and they got 40 yeah this did seem like a very inexpensive movie. And the production company was Weinstein. Rest in peace. All in silence. You know, he got COVID in jail. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein got Corona in jail. Yeah. yeah his life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a downhill fast. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it, bud. Uh, I was reading some of the views. And uh, do you think there was too much profanity for in this movie for America today? And in a way, 2012 as well. 
Yeah. You think it was too much profanity in this movie? Not for too me much? personally. I yeah, don't care. We didn't give a fuck. A nope. flying fuck. Don't give a fuck. I just wanted to hear you say fuck. <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care about language. I, I have to like censor myself and realize that, oh, other people actually like care about that. And I, I get it. You know, it's not proper. It's not polite. I don't do it around polite people or, you know, someone that polite just high society. Yeah, but I don't care at all. I don't care if anyone uses language. Say it out your window. I don't give a fuck. No, that'd be rude. I don't live in a neighborhood where other people it's are doing that. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> no, but JG uh, Wentworth. There, there was uh, too much profanity in uh, in this. There was a lot. There, but I think it was a communication style. So the the dialogue itself was not. This isn't a movie about people who awesome. are speaking properly. It, no, it. The dialogue was not tight like Looper. Like Looper had really good. Each line had something that was, it almost had two meanings, and that's that's a style of neo noir films, is they say something and it has a double meaning, and that that's really cool and um, kind of an air of mystery to the characters. Here it is, a hitman trying to talk to another hitman or some guy trying to send a message to another guy, and it's lots of get in the fucking car, fuck this, fuck that, like uh, just kind of ad libbing the way that they would speak to each other and it was the style in which they're delivering it it's very rough very gruff and did I think it had too much profanity it's supposed to be that way it's supposed to be jarring and a, a movie that did that something like this very recently that I don't think you've seen yet is Uncut Gems it's the same thing you're made uncomfortable by how seedy the characters are and just gross so the world is ready a little bit more today than it was in 2012. So I have a feeling that people are going to enjoy this movie going forward as opposed to eight years ago, almost. Almost eight years ago when this movie came out. So I think this will do a little bit better. Netflix, I hope so. Netflix will definitely make its money back in the viewership of this. Um... Seems like a lot of the bad reviews were because they wanted action. Not like, an action-packed movie. Yeah, like I, I didn't go watch the trailer, which is something I should do. I'll put notes we, to do it for like next We don't like to watch trailers before we watch movies. We like to watch trailers after and see how they marketed it. Yeah, and I feel like if we had, if I had seen the trailer for this, I would have been like, nah, we're not going to watch this one nope. today. Because <laughs> I, exactly I right. would have remembered that I'd seen it already, and I would have wanted probably to do something else. Like... Oh, I thought you had it. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. We should maybe do that one next. Reservoir Dogs? Or what was the other one? Was it Tarantino? No, I don't. I know you mentioned Kill Bill. But, uh. Eventually, we'll we'll get to all Tarantino. Yeah, that was. Oh, well. Forget about it. Um, There's Baby was... Driver, Whiplash. Those are on the docket. Whiplash was the one I was kind of pushing for. Yeah, you never remember the ones you push for when it's time to sit down. You're like, oh, all right, we're just starting this one. Uh, the last re last review that I read as I was clicking away from the window, someone said, worst movie ever made. <laughs> it's definitely not. Chill on the hyperbole, bro. Yeah. 
I can get a lot of people not liking it. Yeah. But it's not for everyone. It's not a wide appeal general audience, obviously rated R, so you cut your audience by 75%. And uh and then people saying and going watching it after they see the trailers and they're like not expecting what it was. And that usually leads to people not enjoying it, which leads to a negative review and that kind of rolls with the tide and everyone's like, oh, well, I'm not going to go spend the money and go to see it in theater. So it's unfortunate. Give it a chance. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to a fucking word we say and go watch it for yourself and decide whether or not you I like it. I think people would be able to, I think what gets people liking movies that they wouldn't ordinarily like, because everyone already certainly knows I would like that movie. I'm going to go see it. It's, I don't know about that movie, but these guys say that it's good, and here's why they think movies are good. That somehow gets you to think in a different way. And that's that's sort of the word-of-mouth effect, right? Yeah. You don't listen to... You just want our perspective to give you a different way of viewing... Or anyone's perspective, yeah. but just someone that you but kind specifically of, ours. You only want our perspective on yeah. life. You see what I mean, though, right? Like, it's... Um, I wouldn't call it the best movie ever, but like it's got enough themes and enough like good parts to it that it definitely is just a good movie. Like I would give it, I would give it a five. Ooh, yeah. we finally got a rating. Twenty minutes. Five out of five. Twenty minutes under our video. <laughs> yeah, for um, you said nine out of ten yesterday. I did, but it's not. It hasn't. Not uh, it hasn't. I slept on it. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Wasn't a smash, but it was definitely enjoyable. Like, I was definitely kind of glued to the screen of, like, I don't remember specifically what happens here. I want to find out again. Yeah. So, and I think they're really interesting stories. Like, the way that, um, who is it? Uh, James Gandolfini tells his stories. The way Brad Pitt tells his stories. The way the interaction between Ben Mendelsohn and Scott McNary, like, just their whole, like, you know, one of our favorite scenes was them sitting and doing opiates so, in the couch, and they're ben like Mendelsohn, in and out. The, the Australian, so fucking good at being a, a he, high guy. He loads himself up with IV heroin, and he is in and out of consciousness. And the way they're they have two shots. Well, they have they have four or five shots in this scene, and it lasts like ten or fifteen minutes long. And he is going in and out of consciousness, trying to tell a story. He starts off strong. He tells a story. It's kind of funny. They they have cutbacks, flashbacks. Good story, right? And then he starts to fade in, fade out. He starts to hit him, bro. Yeah. And he's what I liked is in that shot, he's smoking a cigarette. And the cigarette is like just full of fire. Like more than any normal cigarette. Just full of uh, f- smoke, I should say. And they did this effect where... It's both coming from his... He's just holding it there, unable to smoke it. He's just, like, totally, like, out of it in a heroin, like, just... Uh, what does that feel like? You ever tried heroin before? Nope. Never never have, never will. Stay away from that shit. Wash your hands, stay inside. <laughs> Don't do drugs. COVID. COVID. Um, and then they have this effect that there's smoke coming from, like, an ashtray or something that's off screen. So there's just smoke happening all around this scene. And it's over-exaggerated. It's... it's but it makes for such a good visual. I don't think it's over-exaggerated. I think they tried to go for as uh, close to the real deal as, like, this is what someone who's tripping their balls off of heroin is, like, 
having trying to have a a conversation. Yeah. Like and that's what two fucking stoners or not stoners, uh, two just, fucking drug addicts. Yeah. Sitting in their a house that's falling apart around them, and they just pulled the syringe out. You have like a conversation, and the conversation consists of like ten words between the two people over five minutes, and then they pass the fuck out. Like, but the thing is, what he's saying is super impactful to yeah. the story because yeah. he's saying you're he sitting told, there on the edge, like, finish. Oh, oh tell him. Oh, tell him. And he's struggling. Yeah. You, you got a contract on your head idiot yeah yeah and so yeah that that guy he played it so well yeah. he looked I, I mentioned this to you like makeup and just the this guy looked like trash i mean he looked ben mendelson uh who stars in hbo's the outsider which is like another good series that's worth watching on hbo i think they made a bunch of shows free lately but um that he's a good actor and he plays this just just scruffy guy he's sweaty he's Ruffian. Just a real Australian ruffian. Ruffian. Yeah. Um, I also liked, I want to talk about this character. Um, Gandolfini, who was in The Sopranos, played... Rest in peace. Yeah. He died at like age 56 or something. Not Like a couple of years. I think this was his last movie that ever came out that he starred in. And so uh, the character he played was a hitman who comes into town to... to whack these two three guys uh and he's talking with brad pitt because brad pitt sort of calls him in and they're just two you know mano y mano like i'm a hitman you're a hitman let's he's the guy brad pitt's playing the younger guy and gandolfini's playing like the older mob boss i've been in this i've been doing this for a while i know what i'm doing but he's drunk the entire movie keeps drinking like overly so getting sloppy he he! All he's doing is calling prostitutes. He hasn't left his his hotel room in three days. He's playing like this, like a man at the end of his rope. Yeah. Like his Struggling wife his is wife. Yep. filing for divorce, and he wants to say yes, and all this shit, right? Like, which is kind of a sad tribute to the actor himself, who was in The Sopranos for a bunch of years, and obviously overweight, probably had a drug problem. Um, I don't know the details super well, but this role in the last movie that he played in in 2012 is kind of impactful for that's sort of the end of this guy's life. And it was good while it lasted, but he's not going to be a healthy 85 year old surrounded by his family and die peacefully in his sleep. Like he's going out with a bang, um, going out with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of a nice, um, not nice. It was, it was kind of poetic. In its own way. Yeah. So. Little foreshadowing. And I love For Brad IRL. Pitt talking to him. Brad Pitt on screen has this charisma where he just, I, he's the best actor in that way of, of them all, in my opinion, of just, I think so. Uh, the way he's, um, his little hand movements, the way he, he delivers certain lines, it's. He's just got a a way about him that I'm, my eyes are like glued, and I think he's he always just acts like such a cool guy. And I wonder if he's like that in real in real life, hmm. and or if this is all just an act. But it's charisma. It's it's electric. It's entertaining. It's yep. uh, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen. Um, he's a cool guy in that in those Seven playing the young detective. Um. You know, 
this movie, just tons of them. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Troy. Troy. Yeah, all different types of characters. I don't think he plays Benjamin the Button. same character. Oh, I loved him, Benjamin Button. It's just, if he comes out with a movie, it's I will go see it just for him. World War Z. Yeah, I think I watched half of that. I gotta, I gotta rewatch that, especially because we're about to live it here in the next couple weeks. No, we already lived Contagion. Yeah, we are living Contagion. Go check out that episode on yeah. the channel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Any little tidbits? No, nah, let's talk about something different. But man, that was a what a great movie. Great movie overall. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about something different. Um, as we usually do. Always. So what do you what have you been up to? Playing. Any, anything interesting? Games, watching movies, watching TV shows, finishing Ozark. Rewatch that. It's been now what a week and a half. More than ten days. Have you started season three of Ozark? Quarantine. Yeah. It just dropped like a week ago. Yeah, I'm halfway through. Okay, let's not even talk about it because I haven't seen it. Um. Nope. Okay. All right. Good. You're welcome. Thank you. What movies have you been watching? Besides the one we just talked about. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen a movie since. I watched Mandy today. Oh, yeah. The Nicolas Cage redhead. Crazy movie. Red-blooded face man. It's a crazy movie. It's an LSD nightmare. I mean, LSD is already a nightmare, so. LSD is not a nightmare a waking nightmare i don't think so that's what i've heard i've never done drugs neither have i but if i had i don't think it'd be a nightmare oh okay you're putting that uh, expectation on it yeah well whatever you do don't tell like lsd and watch mandy you do not want to watch this movie if you are right in the beginning oh it is you drop it or whatever they call it i don't know because I'm not familiar with that substance. Um, but you take it, or you start tripping or whatever, and then the first thing you need to do is watch Mandy. That's my recommendation for everyone. Uh, it's a great film, but it's just, it's like uh, very 80s uh, metal inspired. So his wife at the beginning of the movie is like reading these uh, fantasy novels from the 80s, and they're very like. Like the opening song is from is Starless from King Crimson, which is a good song from a band I like. And they're like an 80s jam band, I guess you could say, but they're very like mystical. Mystical? Mystical. Uh, they inspired Led Zeppelin, or maybe Led Zeppelin inspired King Crimson. King Crimson inspired Tool. Tool inspired chevelle it's kind of like how all these bands go together that i like um and the nicholas cage is just he's just a crazy man he's doing these crazy offshoot indie films we threw those stats out last a couple episodes ago about him um in the last 10 years he's done 30 or 20 yeah it was like 25 independent films in the past 10 years 25 yeah something ridiculous like that and some dude uh, made a reddit post where he watched all of them and rated them and 
like 15 of them are crap but yeah. a couple 10, of tens a yeah. couple of ones yeah i actually only saw one i only saw one zero and the only uh words he put were jesus fucking christ and he moved on <laughs> Oh, I thought that was funny. He was like, want to go watch no, that I'm movie? I'm not even going to go into... We're not even going to give you the basic Wikipedia he didn't, plot. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't summarize it at all. Get what that you, shit. What do you think people... All right, not what people. What do you like about people who review movies? What do I like about people who review movies? Nothing. Yeah. Like I don't what, like anything about you, them. So you don't watch... I don't even like myself. Especially, I don't love myself. So... No, but I don't really watch uh, people who talk about movies. It's funny when you self-deprecate humor and it, like, doesn't hit. That, like, that shit, that shit makes it extra funny. There's a zero above. Zero points for Corey still. <laughs> Didn't score one with that. And this beard, man. Quarantine, really. I don't think I'm going to cut my hair until quarantine's over. It's a quarantine beard, quarantine haircut. Are you bored of the quarantine already? Bust out of our apartment after it's over. Full beard. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Williams. Is the nuclear apocalypse over? You wouldn't know if there was a nuclear apocalypse. Because you've been inside. Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone's coming out and they're like, what happened? Uh, what else you been doing? That's it. That's it. <laughs> really monotonous. Playing... Really monotonous last ten days. I tell you that. Yeah, and you don't watch any movie reviewers at all. Like, I watch Red Letter Media. I watch some guys talk about movies. I like behind the scenes. Like, I was watching um, behind the scenes of Wolf of Wall Street. Was it like uh one of those things on on the set kind of? We're recording while they're recording type things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're you're seeing how they're setting up and they actually sh- shot it in an office like the floor of an office room office space and they had all these extras and like people like marching and crazy like monkeys and stuff and the way it was mm. that movie was so strange i know they were trying to portray the 90s but it was like it didn't it just looked weird to me what movie wolf of wall street oh did you I like that one? I wasn't paying attention to what was going on around him, I guess. I wasn't paying attention to the background or what was the set pieces, I guess. Yeah. Besides, like, the rich, lavish houses and the office spaces. But I was more concerned about what he was doing, the story he was narrating. And Do you see Scorsese's newest one, the one on Netflix? Mm, which one? The Irishman. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Uncut Gems. I was like, uh, I don't think so. But Yeah, that was not a Scorsese movie. Not. But yeah, I did see uh, The Irishman. Did Irishman. you think it was too long? Not for my tastes, but probably yeah. a little bit longer than most people were willing to commit. I'm not sure people sat down and were like, oh, let's check the runtime and see if I have enough time for this movie. I don't think that deterred people. If most people were deterred, it would be like, I'm going to start this movie. Oh, I actually have to go do something else. I'm going to pause. We'll come back later yeah. or whatever, however much they left on I I on like the that, I mean, usually they have to make all these cuts, and the director spends months and years trying to make the movie the way they want to. And you have someone like Tarantino we've talked about before. They will. They want to make – I mean, he literally shot two movies worth of footage and split it into Kill Bill 1 Kill Bill 2. 
in the editing room. Like that's the story of that. They want initially it was thought it'd be how you long know, how long between movie. releases was it? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's got to be less than a year though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but with the Irishman, they sounds it seems like with Scorsese, he just did. He has much more freedom to tell his story that he wants to. Yeah. In three it's and a half beauty hours. Beauty of Netflix, where they're like, here's your slot. You tell us what deal can we come to, and he's like, two and a half hours, and they're like, okay. <laughs> I guess. But I had right? I had an interesting experience with that because I actually watched the Irishman in the theaters. Okay. Watched it the Enzian. And that was kind of long for a theater movie. Anytime you're sitting in the theater for three and a half hours, because it's longer than that, right? I mean, it's, everyone has previews. and. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's so, fair. I mean, it's movies. It's a, whole, a whole day, a whole evening. It was like four, four and a half hours of sitting in the theater, like sitting in your seat. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And I saw it in like a, a weekday night. So I was like, I got to get up for work. Yeah, you're like looking at your watch at 11:30. Like, uh, how much longer is this movie gonna go on? And I didn't think it dragged. In fact, I I like that entire story. It's kind of like what we just talked about. It's kind of like another mob, uh, mob story. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) I usually don't like mob movies, but there's definitely been some good ones. So I would recommend The Irishman. You don't like mob movies. In general, they don't strike me as anything original enough. Yeah. Um you I like kind of what we just talked about, but I like telling the story of actual like people and the humans in it, not the acts that they're doing. And I feel like some movies they try to get like a free pass or whatever, like we're gonna tell a crime story so crimes happen. That doesn't make a movie inherently interesting that crimes are happening. Right. Because I'm watching it from, like, in the movie world, this isn't anything crazy. Like, you can rob a bank. Cool. Or you can put the hit out on people. Like, I don't – that's not the draw. The draw is good communication, good, you know. Dialogue, interesting stories, fun characters, likable characters. All that. All the stuff we just had and what we just talked about. Extensively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What have you been doing? Oh wait, we don't care. No, no, I've we'll been, move on. Let's. Uh, no, I've been I've been doing lots of stuff. I watch Mandy. I. Uh, you said that already. Yeah. You probably repeat I'm, your. You probably repeat what you do pretty often, during the day. Get on something. Get off something. Get on something. Get off something. Get on something. I'm a switcher. Yeah. I switch. You're a switch. I'm a switch. Not a Nintendo Switch though. No. Because those my, are sold out. My sister and brother and other sister all pulled their money together they're all quarantined together at the house and uh they bought a nintendo switch so they could play animal crossing nice they said that they said it's been fun who's been playing one person i think isabella isabella's playing and everyone else is just watching behind her back or what i think they all switch off or gotcha they they didn't have a switch before this so they went out and bought it right and they're having a good time they say it's they say it's fun someone said switches are sold out or being uh, the prices are being jacked up because corona really yeah, it's because we can't fucking get any. <laughs> yeah, I bought Amazon stock. It's it's already uh, benefiting me. Sweet. Yeah, but all my other stocks. Yikes! Too late. We just gotta hold, hang on. Need a escape rope for that one. Yeah, I've been playing. Um, I played Tomb Raider because I got it for free. Speaking of free. 
Assassin's Creed Origins. There's a giveaway. Got if, sitting over here on our giveaway anybody shelf. Anybody who, who's made as it this as, far into the video. As soon as we get rid of this, we'll start getting rid of some of the other things that we have on our shelf to give away. Yeah. Plenty of shiny things over there, but... Uh, Origins. Come get it. We have, have you checked comments recently? Yeah, I've been checking comments. No one is... Refresh every day. Everything. First thing you do in the morning is check all your videos for comments. I go, is anyone commenting? Because the, the rules are if you comment on any of our videos and say, I'd like that Assassin's Creed Origins. Do they have that? Do they I even will... have to mention it? Uh, if you want it, we'll give it to you. And First person, first come, first serve. Any so. person will serve. Yeah, just anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody listening? Yeah, but it's a lot of things, right? Like, they got to watch a new person's content. They got to get this far in an hour, whatever, however much we are into this. And, yeah. Um, I started to read minutes. I started to read Frankenstein. By Mary Shelley? Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. Yeah. Uh, I think it was published in, like, 1816 or something. Yeah. From the Romantic time period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the – in England – so, do you have it narrated by an English narrator? No, I'm reading it. Oh. So in my in my brain, no, it's not an English narrator. You don't read in English. I read in Amer American. <laughs> I just wanted that on the That's, airwaves. It's a great book. reading in American. It's I love it. Um, me and my girlfriend are reading it at the same time, so we have to just talk about it. You guys started a book club in the quarantine, 2020 quarantine we, book we club. Gotta, we got a. I wish I had more motivation to like read lately. I've been sort of obsessed with like watching movies, watching some shows, playing video games, and it kind of just like once you're in that mode, you don't just switch over to like sitting yeah, let's away go from backwards the computer. in my yeah entertainment yeah venue per se because you're used to now you're kind of in a lethargic state of like I'll just consume content that I don't really have to put too much effort into whereas reading it's like you start to read and if anything lulls or it starts to lull you're just gonna like get really drowsy or start to fall asleep or something so it's hard to go back when you're well it's engaged and not engaged other stuff is so much it's so good at entertaining you yeah like playing a video game like things are popping things are happening it's way deeper than a book story-wise that can give you as far as immersion so you're more inclined to play something that's more immersive that you lose yourself easier i've been for me at least i've been recording magic videos because i've been um playing magic i've actually uh, pulling magic out of, I don't rabbits know out of hats no magic uh, videos magic the gathering oh okay yeah card game um the i i made like three videos called drafting to win and they got like 150 views like i was pretty pr proud of that um i basically record my there's drafting an arena uh and i record my draft and i talk through it and i pre-record all my con all my footage of me playing through and i'll take good runs and talk through them and that's been fun because i kind of like learn and i'm talking i'm trying to help anyone who'd be interesting yeah. who would be interested i've always heard that if you like educate or if you're teaching someone or educating someone else it helps reinforce the uh the ideas and and things that you need to learn for yourself as well if you can teach it yeah 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 and i'm not the best player but if i'm getting like perfect runs or like seven wins or you know on paper that's pretty good so the fact like i t i try to depersonalize it because i'm not like oh look at how good look at how awesome i am it's not about that because i'm not i'm not that great i've just been doing this for a while 
so I get to talk through my mindset yep. on this is why I chose this. this Check is out my notches on my belt. Like, look what I've learned. Yeah. I got another notch on my uh, roach killer. Yeah, night. last night after we um, – I guess we didn't record the podcast. What? Let's get yeah, we recorded, the, we recorded a podcast yesterday and the day before that. Every day. Every day. Every day. We got content for days for you guys. We're here slinging, even though I just said it's been a week and a half since quarantine. <laughs> and we have one more episode. Uh, hey, they keep making good movies. Yeah, I have a, I have a nice little tidbit here. Well, um, finish, finish, up the, finish up the story with, with the – we had a roach. Oh. Yeah, I just get to add another notch to my belt. I killed another one. I'll upload Decapitated. One. Yeah, look for that. Coming those, soon. Those things gross me out. But we get enough, like, we'll get... You want to hear Michael scream? Periodically, tune in, tune we'll get into the next episode. roaches in our apartment, and Corey takes out uh, a knife that's probably not legal, and a machete, and you'll, like, go not run legal? around the apartment, and you'll kill the roaches. Why would it not be legal? A, Can a you, machete a large that blade? big, I'm not sure is legal, but we do live in Florida, which is, like... A right to carry state. Yeah, you can have a gun, but you can't have a machete. I don't, I don't know. If someone doesn't like it, well, shoot me a message. They can talk to us. I'll change it into something else. I'll shave it down to a smaller knife until it's <laughs> regulation acceptable. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to give a newsflash for everyone. The coronavirus is going to kill us all. So the movies that we have now, that's all we get. The rest of the movies that were supposed to come out this year, fucking canceled. So everybody's canceled can't record i guess you can release the movies if they're ready to go if they're already filmed but you can't like gather people together and start filming movies yeah what, what made you what made you think of that and say it well because i couldn't say it during our movie talk yeah because i wanted to stay on track you know got it really focused got it all right but uh the cinematographer who did the the movie that i already mentioned greg Frazier. Yeah. Uh, he's working on Dune. Dune. And that's coming out. The Batman. Well, the Dune. Sorry, Got not delayed. the Dune. Dune was supposed to come out this year. So I assume it will be delayed. It looks like instead of a 2020 movie, it's going to be a 2021 movie. Possibly. Yeah. And then the Batman is supposed to come out in 2021. That might get How pushed. do you feel about Robert, Robert Pattinson being the Batman? I have... Uh, <clears throat> Reservations? I delay, I've delayed my judgment. You've delayed your ejaculation. Why would I be ejaculating? I don't know. Isn't that a term? Delayed ejaculation? Yeah. Alexa! She's asleep. She got coroned. Dumb bitch. She got coroned. The victim. A moment of silence for Alexa. Thank you. 2018 to 2020. <laughs> How long has she been alive? Alexa? 2016. Yeah. Four years sounds right. Four years. Weird accent coming out. Um, Anything more interesting in my life? Nope. I haven't been, been stuck inside for fucking... <laughs> I don't know how you can literally play Albion line. Is that what you've been playing? A-L-B-I-O-N? Albion Online. Albion Online with one of our friends. And uh, how's that? Is it like an MMO? It's a typical MMO. 
gathering. You like that? You're not bored by it? You were playing Path of Exile pretty hard for a couple days. I got a shitload of time to fill with a little bit of a little bit of variance. But most of the time I usually do try to grind one thing until it's not fun. And if I need something to switch, then there's what's, plenty of what's different fun options. about an MMO. I've never been able to get into I've tried so many. I tried World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen. Well Guild Wars two. The middle word you know what the middle word of an MMO is? Massive multiplayer online role playing game or something like that that's mmorpg yes okay but mmo is massively multiplayer online massive multiplayer online so the key aspect is the multiplayer so talking with people socializing socializing getting a guild going out and doing activities together yeah being on discord or whatever so that's the lure for me i i'm not gonna play an mmo or any type of game where Solo. i have interactions with other people by myself i always want to play with I have always gone into a game because someone else has been like, yo, you want to try this out with me type thing. But uh, if I'm playing by myself, then it's because I really enjoy the game, like Path of Exile, or it's a single-player game and I've eyed it. Dirt, uh, a, ra- a racing game called Dirt Rally. Yeah. Uh, it just came out for free on PlayStation Network. So oh, that's your next. That's the next. I've been I've been um, watching. Quarantine game. So I've been watching. um. It's actually what kind of inspires me to do all this um, YouTube like stuff is watching other people that have good YouTube. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Corona. Snuck, snuck up on me. I thought I was going to go away. What are you looking for? Like a tissue or something. You don't have any tissue in your room? Nope. You want me to pull this one out of the trash over here? No, we're good. Okay, it's fine. Just deal with it. Anyway, try to edit that out. <laughs> um, what was I just, oh, no, 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 YouTube. Uh, so the reason I, I wanted to make like content, YouTube, and a show, and make it fun and stuff, because I like when other people do it for their so you're topics. Just copying other people? Like. Or are you doing because you want to? No, do my, it. my own way. Yeah. You can't copy how everyone does it. You know, you got to inject your own thought process into it um so i watched this one guy who does game makers toolkit and so he does like 10 or 15 long minute videos from he's a game developer from the uk and he just has all these interesting ideas of like what health means in different games and it makes me kind of inspired like he has a how stealth mechanics work with different games first-person shooters what makes them boring what makes them interesting and he talked about doom which everyone's talked about the fact that the mechanics of the game encourage you to run around and go towards the enemy as opposed to like staying behind cover and playing it really safe like if you play it safe in doom you're gonna lose yeah like you better be good at running around surrounded quick and get dead yeah so um it's like doom is like uh one of the best like FPS is ever and yeah. it kind of inspired bullet time type games or like top down shooters, you, you know, dual joystick shooters. Cause that's what you're doing in doom. So you got to keep a path clear in front of you so that your body is safe from things touching you. And you're just shooting whatever's in front of you. And you go around clearing the screen. Cause I played, I remember one of my earliest memories playing, um, 
on the original Xbox. No, it was like one of the first games for the 360 was Geometry Wars. And so it's like a twin it's a twin stick shooter, so one stick controls movement, the other stick controls what you shoot. And the basic premise of the game is just finally understanding that you go like a strategy is to go in a circle, just go clockwise around close to the edge, not on the edge because they can spawn on the edge. But as long as you've kept a path in front of you clear, you could keep moving in that direction. So it become muscle memory to move the joysticks in synchronization to keep yourself from dying from things touching you, but also keeping the path in front of you clear. No matter what's spawning behind you, no matter how fast they're coming, some things are faster than you, got to dodge out of the way real quick. So all that stuff, it's the same thing for Doom. It's like, shoot what's in front of you, clear the space, dodge, get out of the way, dodge the bullets. Yeah. But it's not the typical, like, Gears of War. Go up to this big barricade, sit behind it. Like Call right, of Duty. Wait for the guy to peek. Yeah. All right, he's where. All right, he's peeking. All right, aim out, move my cursor, ah, shoot him, type of thing. So, just totally different pace. Obviously, more enjoyable to the masses than yeah. to people who are just like wanting a first-person shooter. Yeah. And I'm so. I mean, I I watch all this stuff, and they get so in depth, and it makes me like, oh, this guy likes video games so much. Like, I'll I've got some time on my hands now, so let's just play some video games. And I'm playing all sorts of different types. Shit, I would have died. Dude, I got too much time. I don't like this amount of time yeah like, this is we're doing this show right now because you're bored of shit and to give my wrist a a, a break from the gaming from today, what from gaming today okay we got the little red mark of death on your guard puts on him. corona yeah um yeah dude it's i i like six hours a day to do whatever i want but if i get more than that I'm like, okay, I've already done everything I want. Like, <laughs> I must need some, like, hardship. Like, you got to go out and do this. You know, I, could, go... I could write up a list of things you could clean in the apartment if you want. You want some work to do? Might consider it. What's in it for me? Not being bored by your six hours of entertainment. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say clean apartment. I was like, not good enough. <laughs> Next. I know. I, I, that's not, I know that's not intended for you. So, yeah. You have to live in this cesspool i don't think our apartment's that dirty florida's a cesspool florida florida's a swamp i'm pretty sure a cesspool is a synonym of swamp is swamp your favorite magic color there's five colors in magic yeah but swamp's not a color black is one of my favorites yes yeah i think i like planes because you're a plain jane Plain Jane like planes. <laughs> planes are what? White? Planes you're are also, white. You're also white, so that also. It's nothing to do with that. It's also cues up properly. That checks out. I've been reading some graphic novels. I want to do some more sketchings, but I haven't. I just haven't been inspired to draw anything <laughs> lately. Nothing in this place to draw. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Stare out the window and see if you see anything. Yeah, I like taking my sketchbook, going outside, walking around, and like just you randomly. You walk around, right? Are we are we quarantined to our homes or is it I social distancing? Left. It's it's social distancing. Like I can run over to Crane's Roost, um, which is this place that's like a little park, and they have like a it's around a lake, and it's right by where we live, and it's a nice spot. And I go out there and. But you're allowed to, right? You're allowed yeah, to go out there, yeah, and sit got, down. They have signs that say, you know, social distancing, but 
because you're allowed to leave your house to go exercise hmm. but like today i didn't leave at all neither you and i left we just stayed in all day i haven't seen the sun in probably 72 hours that's not good for like your <laughs> mental like health i get well, crazy the story, the the story yesterday was that you were supposed to i thought that i had told you but we were both kind of drinking and i thought you know wake me up on saturday when you wake up i didn't get woken up i also did not set an alarm as a backup so what time so did you wake up i turned and looked at my phone which what i thought was going to say 10 30 10 45 11 ish but it said 1 30 <laughs> in the afternoon yeah whoops slept through that one yeah i've been i've been keeping my schedule for the most part i mean i woke up at like 10 30 if i woke up tomorrow and i went to work and someone asked me the date i'd be like march 20th yeah it it feels weird i yeah. i have to like like i woke up and i was like did i miss work am i supposed to because cl- we're working from home so it's it's just odd it's like i don't you kind of f- wake up in a panic like <gasps> seven o'clock well i don't even know what day it is yeah because every day feels like the same like i wake, wake up, up put a t-shirt make some on coffee take a shower yeah. and sit at my desk what are we gonna do today yeah so it's good it's i'm so thankful that we still have internet yeah still hold up paid for ready to go for this month we got games we got movies we got board games we got card games i mean if we had a bigger spot people could definitely come over here and... is that your phone sounds like vibrating your computer is vibrating the whole desk damn she's Boy, running like a hot Well, redacted. <laughs> Sorry. I read this Edit really cool, out. really cool book one time. It was called uh, House of Leaves, and I would highly recommend it. It I think is. I've heard of that. Mark Z. Daniel Lusky, and it came out in early two thousands. I want to say, and this book is so interesting. You have to read it in in um like paperback or hard hardcover like you have to read a physical version you can't go on kindle and get the it just isn't the same experience because it's a book that's like layers within layers within layers and um i don't have it around or anything you said you were reading it no i just read it in the past oh I, i should go out and buy it but it's a it's like a story a, a guy interviews another guy who wrote a journal, who got a letter, who watched a documentary about someone who gave an account of this story happening. So they've got, like, the credibility is not just on the author themselves. Um, and the, the book is about this guy who buys a house and weird things start happening in the house. Like Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, it's like that level of weird. And it was just so entertaining. Yeah. I thought this was a book. Nope. I'm going to showcase it for you, but it's nope. an empty journal. Nope. So, um, I hope anyone out there who's interested in like a kind of terrifying, chilling book. Gives you shivers at some point. It's It's creepy. It's creepy and well-constructed, well-crafted. When was the last time you uh, teared up at a movie? Teared up at a movie, huh? Notebook? When you went and saw it as a 12-year-old? No. 
I don't cry during movies. Yeah, I'm not talking that you're bawling, but when's the last time your eyes watered, you felt emotion during the movie that you were? Probably when I saw Looper in theaters. How about that? You didn't expect that one. No. I feel like that was a missed opportunity on the last episode. Yeah. That you guys are watching 20 minutes ago. (laughs) The chicas are watching. The chicas are watching? There are no chicas watching. No, that's what... I didn't say chicas. Oh. I mean, hopefully there's chicas watching. There's one. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom would get bored of this. (laughs) She made sure I was still here. She might be able to hear my voice while it's playing in the background in her bedroom and she's downstairs in the kitchen. Oh, yeah? It's a possibility. There's There's a distant possibility if the stars align that she might watch this. I could beg my mom to watch this and she'd go, she won't. Nah. <laughs> Hope you have fun. Like straight to my face. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Yeah. I agree. COVID. COVID. It's my favorite new word to say. It just rolls right off the tongue. I heard there was a, a mom that um, had a, some twins during the, well, the current quarantine. And she named What's her twins. What's that quarantine? COVID quarantine 2020? She named her twins. The first one was Corona. The second one was COVID. Stupid, right? Doesn't get changed soon. She'll, she'll regret it in she about two years. Mind. Yeah. A million people died and what? you named your daughter. After How this. long? when you If you have a baby and you name the baby a name, can you like change it before it's like weird? With it, a dog, you can change it like six months. <laughs> They'll, res- they'll just start – I heard with a dog that you can do take like a two-year-old and just start calling it something different, yeah. and they'll just respond. Yeah. They're not responding to the name. They're responding to the sound. Yeah, but they, they do pick up on their name after a while. Yeah, but they're There's picking up – There's a point up- five years in, you can't change a dog's name. They won't respond in the same way, ever. I doubt that. If you change their name, if it was like Champ, and you change their name to like Lamp – They'd, he'd still fucking respond the exact same way. Those two, because those are pretty close. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's how I mean, you can't change it from Jonathan to Zachariah. Like, I, maybe. But as yeah. soon as the dog sees that's you beckoning to it, it's going to come. Whether you call Albert Einstein or Jesus. <laughs> See how those are two polar opposites? Um, I'd say six months is okay. Six months for a six-year-old infant. You could change the baby's name. It depends on how many people uh, come into contact with this baby. Yeah, if you got like grandparents and family, and you can't just go changing kids' names. You gotta get as long as you didn't tell them. Well. Yeah, I guess if I didn't have a name by the time nine months went around and I didn't have a name for when the thing popped out, I just wouldn't feel rushed. I would just take my time and decide on a name that I thought was worthy. Maybe I waited for the size of his balls to come out, decide what kind of name I wanted to give him. Is he a big balls? Because he have a big ball name? Big dick, big ball name? VDE? Big... The big dick energy? Yeah. 
I'm gonna change. I'm gonna make his ac his uh, name acronym BDE. I'll have to change my last name. Your poor child. I'm not gonna have children. Yeah. I, how sure are you on that? A hundred. I almost 100%. said ninety nine just in case, but a hundred percent. Yeah. You just don't want them. Nope. Do you ever think you're gonna be like lonely when you're fifty five? Yeah, I'll find a whore. Not a not a child. Why why would? Why you're would, like why that's would, how you fix that problem. Why you would just, a why would a sixty five year old want a child to keep him no, company? It's not about it's about how, at sixty five you have a thirty year old or whatever. No, oh, fuck that. I'll just make some thirty old friends. All right, that's what I'll have. Yeah, because no. I'm thirty in my head forever. You'll you'll probably have to live in a city, in your sixties, right? You can't just live in the outskirts. So you can probably go to. A, in the outskirts, what do you mean? Well, you know, if you're, you can be the sixty-five-year-old guy with no wife, no kids. Oh, I have a wife. Okay. You could be. In this, in like in a city, that's like, not that bad. But if you're in the suburbs or, the like outside of a city, it's really hard to be like that single guy and interact with the community. You know, that's, am I am I on track there? That's sort of how I think about it. I'm trying to avoid as many people. So I will be living on the outskirts, and I will not talk to anyone. Not my neighbors, not my mailman, not the grocery store clerk. Leave me alone. I'm 65. All right, that's that's how you want to do it. You're, Quote you're, me. You're kind of a a hermit. Is that a negative term? Nope. Right now, you stay in. Hermit is a negative term. Uh, yeah, I don't mean it negative, but. Well, I don't. I don't care what you mean. Just the word "hermit," people would assume is a negative term. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it depends on how socially uh, inept you are. Yeah, you're not socially inept. Yeah, and I'm not worried about it. Doesn't doesn't pay to worry about things you can't do anything about. You know, in this life, we can all do di things different ways. And you know what? It also comes back. We're not going to be here when I'm 65 because we're going to all die next year. Corona. Yeah. There's people in their 30s that get this coronavirus and they go to the ICU. They get dead. No respirator. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. Ventilator. I, I miss... Uh, respirator. I miss... It, ventilator. Ventilator. I miss F&M. Friday night magic. Yep. Going out, seeing everybody, playing some magic, getting pissed off at people without good social skills i have to explain to them that's not how you speak to people <laughs> sometimes you gotta do that but most people i love now it'll make you appreciate when you can go yeah yeah i think all magic events in person are going to be canceled probably for the rest of the year for the foreseeable future yeah, yeah. for the rest of the year we're still in april but we're gonna open it up by easter so that that was what was being said like two weeks ago by our president and it is not i don't what, know when easter april that's like a regular statement something was being said by our president two weeks ago and now it is that it has completely shifted into something else they're like never mind yeah sounds about right yeah yeah wait he changed his position nothing not new yeah. it's not as shocking as it was four years ago well, it's about that time. Four year and score four four score. Four score and uh what seven the, years ago or something. Seven years ago. 
It's 47 years, right? The score is 20. 20? So 87 years? Yeah, I think Abraham Lincoln was describing uh, the revolution that happened 90 years before. I see. Four score and seven years. Interesting. Because at the time that Lincoln was, he was the 16th president, right? That's not a whole lot of presidents. And by the time he was making that statement, the country had been a country for like less than 100 years. Like we're still figuring out how to do shit. We're still kind of like that. We're figuring out how to like deal with a virus. Compared to the rest of the nations and all that stuff, we're still a little swaddling baby. Yeah. Next to England and France and Spain and China. Yeah, for real. All those places have much thousands of years of dynasties, and we're over here like, (laughs) I got all your money, bitch. I've been reading a, a book on, um, it's this book, Understanding China. So it's kind of it's kind of been interesting. John Brian Starr, A Guide to China's Economy, History, and Political Culture, third edition. Interesante. I'm halfway through it. Was the last time you read that? Um, a couple weeks ago. Mm. Might have been, might have been two months ago. I don't think I've picked it up since then, but it's really interesting. They just talk about the fact that China thinks that it's just like it's it you know there's cultural history for America, right? I mean we have a culture that's lasted us, the American spirit, and you can come over here and immigrate, and your family can come over here, and it doesn't matter your background, and you can make it, and that's the American dream, right? That's been happening since the 1800s. And that's the feeling that's it doesn't matter who you are. That's what the country is. So China has this, has similar things. They think that no matter what form of the government that they take, whatever China does is the heavens will will and they'll. So whatever they do, it's correct in the end of it. And so that's why they're they're more. Whereas Americans, the opposite of that, we don't think that our government and what we're doing, we think we could always do better and change it. And we think what they're doing currently is shit, like all the time. And so we're, and it's very individualistic. It's like one of those things, it's like, oh, congratulations on your win. You got a big thing done here, you know, whatever cause you were championing. And there's always someone behind you be like, I can do it better. Well, not that you can do it better, but yeah, that was great, but... Here's where we can improve next time. That's like the typical. And China is, um, that's why they're so okay. Like small business owners are, are literally all right on the majority for the communist party to come in like this gang, like this mob that comes in wielding the power from cities to local farm owners and saying, I need 20% on top of the taxes you pay to pay for this thing and start this operation. Why? Because it's for the good of the the region, the good of the people. And they build mega structures, a whole city, and then <laughs> forget to populate it. If you look at Beijing in the 90s, everyone was riding bikes, and there was a one-child policy. And they said, literally, families are going to change. You can't have more than one child. And then by 2008, they had changed the entire infrastructure because I think that's when the Olympics were, 2008. That people aren't on riding bikes. 
and there's less population. Like they plan this shit out for like 15, 20 years in the future, yep. 30 years. Um, and then they restructured the city and made it more like easier to, for cars to transfer, trans, trans, uh, to get around and stuff to travel around and public, um, subway systems and all this shit, like very good planning on a city level that, in America, for American cities, we have certain innovators that help. Like Elon's trying to make all this crazy shit in L.A. He's trying to reduce the traffic by underground construction and getting your car to go underneath the ground and automate automated driving with the Tesla. He's So we have innovators like that. But on China, it's like a national level. They said, we're going to clean up the streets of Beijing, get these bikes out of here, and we're going to change how everything looks, the stoplights, the... Total redo. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's on board with it. And it doesn't matter if you are the dissenter, get out of here. Like, this is what, this is the will of heavens that China's going to be. The wind has spoken. It's a little bit. It's a lot of mystical in that way. So that's the kind of stuff I'm learning. I, you know, I'm getting some details wrong, and I'm sure I'm, I'm summarizing a lot of chapters, but he goes into the statistics. And I have a friend who would defer with you, probably. Differ? Defer. Would defer so you'd let me win yeah well how would your friend differ no i just know someone who would what would they say they'd be at fnm with you and they'd be these guys would be talking about china and america and the great clash of democracy versus communism yeah the c word no, I like I like our country. I'm less inclined to travel in the past like couple of years. It'd be nice to go see another country, but I definitely don't want to like live anywhere else. Yeah, you were busy making America great again by not going anywhere. Well, currently right now with this whole COVID thing, because all the great Americans. That's what he wanted. He didn't want any of our great Americans to be leaving the United States. He wanted them to stay here so that the great Americans would make America great again. Have you heard any good uh, coronavirus conspiracy theories? No. I haven't heard stories from anyone except on the screen. Do you watch the news? How do you... The news? Yeah. No. That's a watch. I, I, I watch YouTube, um, like Trump giving the presidential announcements and coronavirus updates. I watch Cuomo. Um the governor of New York and kind of, I, I watch a couple minutes of his daily updates and I watch a couple people that like David Pakman on YouTube. He's a good guy. And he has his own independent news channel. It's kind of left leaning, but he's, he's a smart guy. He's like 36 years old. So he's not knees deep in the political, you know, Fox news or CNN or anything like that. Um, but I will watch some of those MSNBC, MSNBC, like they, they have clips on YouTube. I'll, I'll keep up with that. And then Twitter on my phone. Usually you could see like news, you see what's trending and then you can always read like five or six articles. What's going on. Cool. So, but you're not into any of that. Like nope. you just don't, you're, you're like focused on what's in front of you and you don't care about the outside world in the same way. It's going to happen. What kind of stuff do you care about?
my peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> that I'm about to make after this. Hey, that's staying hydrated. Wash my hands. That's good. What time I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and do the same thing I did today? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm focused on. No, but I'm not. I'm not one of those people who just has all all kinds of stuff going on. If I am bored or done doing what I want to do, then all right, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna go watch something singular. My phone's not on. Watch a movie. Put on a show. I'm focused on whatever is happening. Yeah. So singular focus versus just an entourage of things in front of me. I can definitely see the upsides of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the downside for me and how I look at everything is like I get scatterbrained. I can't focus on one thing at a time, you know? Right. You're you're pretty good about doing that. You want to wrap this guy up? I always wrap it up. Good. All right. See you guys on the next episode. If you guys ever have movies that you like, drop a comment and say, Killing them softly was good. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and check subscribe out our it. Patreon channel, if our like Instagram channel, our Twitter account, our Facebook account, our personal accounts. I'll put out my number on the, in the description. Send me a sweet, sweet something text. We're also taking Chipotle and Subway cards. And if you want to donate any water or supplies, we'll put our address up too. Just come rob us. Won't find much. Okay, good episode. See you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Anal.